What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life? The lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course. But have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it's broken down, it is really all about life. Spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. LifeBank will be celebrating 35 years of service in 2021. As long as I've been there, which is over 20 years, we have been a leader in the area of grief support. As a LifeBank staff member, I am most proud of our dedication to donor families. We are one of a handful of agencies that offer a comprehensive aftercare program to families whose loved one was an organ, eye, and tissue donor. All of these services are offered at no cost. They include individual counseling, numerous types of group therapy, and other areas of support. We have supplied that service consistently. And then COVID-19 hit. Hi, you're listening to episode 45 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colin Gerber, two-time kidney recipient and Proud Life Bank staff member. Joining me now is Alyssa Berman, the Senior Bereavement Counselor for Life Bank, to provide an update on available resources for donor families and what it is going to look like in the future. Alyssa, so many things have changed as a result of COVID, but serving families who are grieving really hasn't changed that much at LifeBank. Have you found that technology like Zoom or Skype is an effective way to help people? Zoom and Skype has really been a saving grace since March. We needed to move our families from in-person counseling to online counseling. So I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to be able to use it. It has its challenges, clearly, and anybody who's been home during this time knows what they are. Some of the challenges we face is that, you know, people are grieving, and so counseling is not a business meeting. If somebody is in the middle of a crisis or they're incredibly bereft and they lose their signal, that's difficult because I'm not in a position to comfort them since I can't see them or hear them. If they were in my office, of course, and they were bereft, I could be in their presence. So Zoom for grief counseling is incredibly challenging. However, we use it all the time, and the counseling services in that regard haven't changed. I'm not doing any less counseling. If anything, I'm doing more. We just have to have a lot of patience and grace with each other because it's very difficult when people are grieving and all of a sudden technology fails them. But having said that, we still now use it on a regular basis to serve our clients as far as counseling is concerned. And how is it working? You mentioned individual counseling, but with, for example, your support groups or your workshops that you offer. So in 2020, it was decided that all the individual counseling would take place on Zoom. And the way that that worked is 
I essentially have my schedule and right before the session, I send out a Zoom invitation. We sign on together. The other individual and I, we both need some type of camera, some type of phone, tablet, or computer, and good Wi-Fi connection. And then we have our session. What I did not continue in 2020, but what will continue in 2021, were my groups. The reason why I couldn't do the 10-week support groups in 2020 is because clinically, a support group would not be the best way to serve the newly bereaved. Because if somebody had a strong emotional reaction in a support group, and all of a sudden they couldn't hear or they lost their connection, I am responsible for the nine other people in the group. So I can't sign on and sign off again. I can't pick up the phone and call that person, which is what I do individually. So what we decided to do in 2020 was to cancel the support group, but continue the one-time seminars. Because the one-time seminars are 90 minutes one time. So if somebody truly had an issue and they couldn't get online, they wouldn't be missing you know, eight weeks. They would be missing a few minutes. So we continued to do the one-time seminars. And I also did one group with an extraordinary group of people who volunteered to help me see how a Zoom support group could work. And I reached out to 144 people. These are all individuals who were in my support group for the past nearly 12 years. And I asked them to help me. Would they join a support group this year, 2020, not around grief, but around resilience in trying times? And I had to know they weren't in acute crisis because technology could fail. So I wanted to know they would be okay. And 14 people have come together for eight weeks to really help me learn how to manage a group via Zoom. And this coming Tuesday is our final session. And they've done an amazing job and have been wonderfully patient. And again, because they weren't in a group crisis, because these are people whose losses range from 11 years ago to four years ago, I knew that if something happened and things happened, that they would be okay. And based on that experience, I now have set up next year's services. Well, how exciting and inspirational that these individuals came forward to help improve our services to other donor families, especially new donor families. We are quickly approaching the new year. Can you share what LifeBank will be offering in 2021 as far as grief services? First, let's just say that we have always continued, even through 2020, our supportive mailings, our phone calls, and all of the opportunities we provide for recipients and donor families to communicate with one another. That never stopped. It never changed. And that will continue into 2021. And so in addition to that, we will then offer individual counseling, which is provided by myself as a licensed professional clinical counselor. And um, that will all be done via Zoom until it is safe enough for people to come into the building. When it is, we are coming into the building. And the nice thing is, though, is there are some people who truly live far away. So I do want to make the point that we've always offered this. And I have often done Zoom counseling 
for people in counties that were just too far out of the way for people to drive because we serve 20 counties. So the individual Zoom counseling is something that we've done before. What we haven't done before are the support groups. And we have scheduled for 2021 various support groups. They're going to be a little bit different. Obviously, they're going to be on Zoom. They are still going to be 10 weeks long. However, there's a caveat, and that is the groups historically were open to anyone who we serve at least three months out from their loss. But clinically, if you are in the first year of your loss and you are really in acute grief and crisis, getting on a Zoom support group with eight other people and taking the risk with technology is probably not the best decision. Because as I said earlier, if something happens and you get kicked off, I can't help you because I'm working with eight other people. So one of the things that we're sharing with our families, if you want a group within the first year, call me. There are organizations that are doing groups in person. And I would love to be able to set them up with those groups. And of course, they could always do individual counseling with me. For our families who are at least a year after loss, and are not in acute crisis, we'll be offering a spousal loss group, two general loss groups, one during the day, one during the evening, a child loss group. I'll be offering a group that is it's called writing as a means of healing, where I work with families who want to use writing to process their grief. And then I will also be offering three one-time seminars. Grief 101, which is like an introduction of where you find yourself in your grief, a seminar for people whose loved ones completed suicide or died from overdose, and a grieving through the holidays, which I offer each year. If something changes in our community and we're able to have any of these in person, we will make that switch when the time is right. We will do our donor memorial service, I believe, this year. It'll be the first Sunday in October 2021. And the goal, of course, is to have it in person at that point in time. So those are the services we're offering for next. Our brochure will be out and ready, I believe, next month, as well as our website will be updated with all this information. And I really look forward to being able to offer this to our families. Well, it's such a source of comfort, I think, to know that we are there for families after their loss. And if they visit lifebank.org, that they will see not only the schedule, but also other resources that we offer online, like books and counseling in their area. There's uh, wonderful resources for the donor families on our website. We also have our donor family Facebook group, which you can have access to also by going online to our website and going on the link for donor families. We have close to 500 members in that group, and it's a wonderful source of support for people who want to connect online. That support is ongoing. It's amazing how engaging the families are with each other. It's a wonderful resource for sure. Alyssa, thank you so much for sharing everything that you're working on and working through especially the good news that our services will continue coming in 2021. To our listeners, again, I thank you for listening to this important episode, and I invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life.
Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Donate life.